ticket. My friends at Simply Earth are simply amazing, and I'm going to tell you why. But first, have you ever tried essential oils, tried to figure out how to uh, make the air in your home toxin-free and, uh, you know, you get all this stuff, you really don't know what to do with it, right? Um, Before Simply Earth's essential oil recipe box, I had no idea how to actually use essential oils. But it's like you, you invest all this money, you're trying to make your life healthier, and then you have all these oils sitting around that you're not even using, right? Maybe they confuse you like they did me. Well, Simply Earth has an essential oil recipe box that's going to help you gain confidence and clarity in using essential oils to help make your home toxin-free. Here's how it works. You receive the recipe box with four pure essential oils, six recipe cards, and all these extras. And then you learn how to use your essential oils while making the recipes created by certified aromatherapists. You save money, you detoxify your life, and here's my favorite part of Simply Earth. When you buy your essential oils from Simply Earth, you buy from a company that changes the world. Since Simply Earth gives 13% of all profits to end human trafficking around the world. It's like a meal subscription kit, but it's way more fun and less edible. (laughs) But it'll make the air in your home toxin-free. Buy from a company that changes the world, Simply Earth, giving 13% of all their profits to end human trafficking around the world. And you get to detoxify your home and be part of changing others' lives. That's a win-win in my book. Here is how you can find out more. Um, The essential oils alone would cost over $100 from other companies. But with Simply Earth's essential oil recipe box, you're going to get four pure oils, six recipes, and extra ingredients for only $39. And when you subscribe, you get a free big bonus box with even more natural goodies. So go check it out. Have fun making your home toxin-free with Simply Earth's Essential Oil Recipe Box. Plus, get a free 80-milliliter essential oil diffuser when you subscribe using our URL, simplyearth.com slash west. All right, remember, you get a free 80-milliliter essential oil diffuser when you subscribe using the URL, simplyearth.com slash west. What's up, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Matthew West Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew West, and as always, I really hope you like it. Thank you for joining me today. I uh, am cold. It has turned cold in Nashville once again, but that's the least of my worries. My dog, Rocky, had a, a brush with uh, danger, and we wound up at the emergency vet the other day. Um he got into a pack of sugar-free gum and he gets into things. We have to be, you know, he's a puppy and we have to be incredibly careful. But uh, one of my daughters, I'm not going to say who, left their backpack unzipped and without us noticing, Rocky, he got into that, that pack of gum. And there's something in the gum called xylitol. Now I'm an expert on this, by the way, and it's highly toxic for dogs. And all of a sudden, we looked at poor Rocky, and he was stumbling, stumbling, or couldn't stand up, kept falling over. Of course, we got scared. I rushed him to the the hospital, the, the vet hospital, and um, they saved him. They saved him. I'm not sure exactly what they did. I know it cost me a lot of money, but... Uh, 
he's alive, he's well, and uh, we had a little scare with Rocky. But that's been the excitement around the West House lately. Sure enough, very next day, he's right back to being crazy and trying to get into stuff. So we just just pray for us, people. We're going to have to have our whole house under lock and key or else he's going to eat it. So um, any dog trainers out there, call me. Need you. Need your help. <laughs> How are you doing today? I hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining me. If you're not doing well, if you're having a bad day, then uh, let my story of a bad day encourage you, you know, that you're not alone. I'm trying to think of what else has been going on. It's been such a mad dash here with uh, the start of the new year. My goodness. Played Rock the Universe just this past weekend. It was first show back of the new year down in Orlando, Florida. Had a great time. Got me excited all over again for the spring tour that's about to take off. February 23rd. Here we go. The My Story, Your Glory tour. I cannot wait for this tour to begin. It's kind of funny. The tour is actually beginning in the town where I went to college. Some of you listen to this podcast. You're like, Matthew, there's no way you went to college. I did. I did. And uh, I have the diploma to prove it. I don't know where it is, but I have it. So listen, go to MatthewWest.com today. What are you waiting for? And uh, click on the tour button. Find out all the cities we're going to be playing. And it's going to be so much fun. I think it's like 32 cities between uh, February and uh, April. So that's going to be great. And, of course, why are we going on the My Story, Your Glory Tour other than to see you guys and to sing with all of you? Well, it's called the My Story, Your Glory Tour because the new album, My Story, Your Glory, is coming out February 17th. Are you ready? So just one week before the tour launches, the album launches, 22 songs. It's the most songs I've ever put out. It's a double album, 22 songs. The first album, My Story, and the second album, Your Glory. See how that works. And I cannot wait. Um, I've gotten so many encouraging comments from you guys about the different songs we've released up to this point. Uh, most recently, the song, You Changed My Name. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And um, that message of that song specifically has seemed to resonate with you. So who knows? Maybe that'll be on the radio one of these days. But I just uh, am so thankful for the chance to make music, for the chance to sit down and go and create. And I got to tell you something while I'm thinking about it. I've been thinking a lot about how like sometimes I'll, I'll finish a project and then I'll get like really discouraged afterwards. I've been reading some different books. And there's one book in particular by Donald Miller who uh, he was talking about, I think he called it like a vacuum of discouragement or something like that can suck you in when you finish a project. And so he, he talks about how it's so important to start the next one. So I've already thought about it, you know, just knowing that February 17th is around the corner, this labor of love, this album that I've worked on for a long time is about to come out. I will avoid the vacuum of discouragement by climbing a new mountain and uh, still writing a bunch of new songs trying to think of what else has been going on i've been writing a bunch of songs lately i got to write with a young guy who i can't wait for you guys to hear his name's jeremy rosado and he was a finalist on the voice and his voice is incredible that was a lot of fun and i can't wait for you to to hear his music as he's working on a new record i spent some time with my buddy jordan feliz the other day and wrote a song together he's awesome 
so it's been it's been good man a lot of a lot of good days to start the new year making new music and oh man we shot some videos the other day too for a couple songs off the new record that are going to be releasing and when we get closer to the release of the record we're going to be releasing songs in rapid fire i think like seven songs in a row for each of the seven days leading up to the album so make sure that you're wherever you listen to music that you're following me there so that you don't miss it okay so if you listen to me at spotify you know make sure you're a monthly listener at spotify or wherever and uh, you can pre-save the album and all those things so that you can be finding it and of course at matthews.com we've got some really cool uh, merch items if you pre-order the album there if you still want like a physical copy you can get an autographed copy and uh, some handwritten lyrics from the new album so I uh, just want to make sure all that stuff is on your radar. So that's kind of the announcements. That's the update. That's what's been going on in my life these days. Oh, one last thing. My friend Ann Wilson and I, we wrote a song for a new movie coming out called Jesus Revolution. And the song's called Living Water. And Ann Wilson just announced that it's going to be releasing. So you got to go check that out. The movie, of course, Living Water, the Irwin brothers who do such great work. The movie's called Jesus Revolution, and it is epic. It was such a moving uh, film to sit down and watch, and to get to see it early was such a treat as well. So got to give a shout-out to my friends, the Irwin brothers, on another incredible film, and also to Pastor Greg Laurie, who's a friend. And this really tells the story of his life and the ministry that's blown up as a, as a result of his faithfulness to God. So pretty cool stuff. All right, let's dive into today's show. I want to just take you on a continuing journey of the God Who Stays book here. And, uh, you know, last week we read about how God stays with imperfect people, chapter four. For chapter five, we talk about how God stays out of the safe spaces. And so I'm not going to read the whole chapter today, but I did want to dive into uh, one of my favorite memories and stories. And if you've got the book, you can read along with me. If you don't, well, shame on you. Go get your copy. Uh, You can get the book at Amazon, uh, which by the way, I was talking to my agent and he said, have you read the comments on Amazon about your book? And I said, no, are they bad? And he said, no, they're incredible. You need to go read it and be encouraged. I thought, wow. Thank you, guys. So uh, let's dive into today's chapter. Hey, what's better than finding quality candidates? Finding them instantly. That's what. For a powerful hiring partner, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. You don't have to spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Well, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. I've told you guys many times, it's not just I'm not just putting out music and recording podcasts. It takes a village. It takes a team. It takes great people around me, and Indeed can help me find the right people and can help you as well. 
You can join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. So visit Indeed.com slash West and start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash West. Indeed.com slash West. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. We all know that life is tough and there are going to be days when you feel like you are just surviving just just crawling your way to the finish line i felt like that at the end of the year at the end of 2022 and uh, and then you start a new year excited and, and maybe kind of you know reinvigorated and ready to go let's do this and then all of a sudden you you feel uh weak and weary all over again well in the next seven weeks you could increase your mood and functioning establish healthier patterns learn to give yourself grace and forgiveness be more productive be more positive. Uh, learning to thrive is what Foundations Family Therapy is all about. At Foundations Family Therapy, their mission is to help families thrive. What I love about Foundations Therapy is they help their clients feel hope and joy even in the midst of some tough seasons and trials. And they know that one-on-one counseling may not be doable for everyone, so they've created an online course that you can do anytime and anywhere to go from surviving to thriving. Now, this should be noted that this is not a substitute for professional mental health care. And if you're in need of mental health care, you should seek out a local therapist in your area. But this course will help you get unstuck, move forward, and feel hopeful even in the midst of stress and challenges. Listen, you don't have to feel like you're just getting through each day, all right? You were made for more than that. There's no better time than to start right at the start of a new year to stop surviving, start thriving. Check out their online courses to start out 2023 with hope. With promo code WEST25, you will receive 25% off any course registration. Visit the link in the show notes to get started today and make 2023 your best year yet. Chapter 5. God stays out of safe spaces. God's deliverance in an Eric Clapton song. You would think that singing is a pretty safe job, right? Well, what's the worst that can happen? A sore throat? A callus on my fingers from playing too much guitar? When I was in college and just starting out in music, my rule was simple. Never turn down an opportunity to to play in front of people. I wanted to get better, so I would perform anywhere. Birthday parties, school assemblies, backyard barbecues, church potlucks, bar mitzvahs, weddings, funerals, fraternities, sororities, youth group meetings, homes for the elderly, karaoke contests, living rooms, street corners, and smoke-filled bars. If someone would let me play my guitar and sing, my answer was yes. And that is how I ended up taking a gig at a local biker bar for a band that had achieved, shall we say, regional acclaim called Russian Roulette. The band's name tells you all you need to know. But allow me to give you a bit more detail. Let's just say this rock band was much like the shopping mall in the town where I went to college. Stuck in the 80s, tight pants, eyeliner, and enough Aquanet hairspray in their hair to set that dive bar on fire if someone got too close with a cigarette. The promoters promised to pay me 40 bucks 
for the gig blinded me from the very real possibility that the crowd at this bar might not exactly be my desired demographic. But when you're a college student, 40 bucks is a small fortune. I brought my college friend Joey along with me that day, and it took one step inside that bar to realize we were no longer inside the safety of our little college campus, a rough-around-the-edges place. That's what this was, for rough-around-the-edges folks. One of our first major observations when we walked in the door was that everyone in the place was drinking out of plastic cups. We were curious and asked the manager about it. He explained with a shrug, we don't want people to have glass bottles when a fight breaks out. I took notice that the manager didn't bother to use the word if. He clearly said when a fight breaks out. Apparently, a fight breaking out was a foregone conclusion. Forget pre-show butterflies, I was a nervous wreck. But I set up on stage in that smoky bar with a small dance floor and prepared to play my set. I looked out into a sea of tables filled with people who were decked out in tattoos, leather jackets, leather boots, leather faces, and suspicious looks. So much leather. Here goes nothing, I thought, as I began to play my first song. There I was, acoustic coffeehouse college kid, playing my own songs about God and girls in front of the roughest audience I had ever seen. It only took two songs for me to realize that no one was paying attention, and those who were listening were getting cranky. At that point in my career, I knew how to play only a handful of songs outside of the ones I had written, but the situation was getting desperate. Just 10 minutes into my performance, I started into a silent prayer that I doubt anyone has ever prayed before or since. Jesus, please help me play a Bon Jovi song. I was desperate to remember any rock song I had ever heard before. Lord, do you know the words to Jack and Diane? I prayed, hoping maybe they were John Mellencamp fans. I didn't know. By the grace of God, I was able to string together an acoustic rock set that I have not performed since. For my final song, I began to strum the chords to the famous Eric Clapton song, Wonderful Tonight. You know that song? It's late in the evening, she's wondering what clothes to wear. It's a good one. I just couldn't remember all the words. I had heard of preachers asking the Lord to give them words to say in a sermon before, but this kind of prayer took on a whole different meaning. Just like John Bon Jovi, I was living on a prayer. The crowd was, I'm making myself laugh here. The crowd was beginning to grumble and stare and point at me. I started to play the Clapton song while continuing my earnest prayer that the good Lord would somehow help me remember the second verse. Immediately, the floor in front of me crowded with couples who began to slow dance to the song. And miraculously, as I continued to play, the words of each verse kept coming to me in a way I imagined manna fell from heaven for the Israelites in the wilderness. In the meantime, on the dance floor right in front of me, there were couples making moves in ways this preacher's kid could never have imagined anyone slow dancing. Let's just say these leather-clad couples were so close, they didn't leave any room for the Holy Spirit. I could testify that no Matthew West performance before or since has ever caused such a questionable scene. (laughs) As I finished my song to cheers from the lovebirds on the dance floor, my friend Joey finally caught my attention from the back of the room with his frantic hand gestures. I rambled something into the microphone about taking a quick break and snuck off the stage to see why Joey was so alarmed. 
The music began to blare from the bar as I stepped away from the microphone, and new clouds of smoke drifted across the room. Joey leaned in so I could hear him and said, we have to get out of here right now, Matthew. He explained that he had just overheard some guys who were doing drugs in the bathroom say that they were going to grab my guitar and beat me with it. Remembering those strange looks I was getting from the edges of the crowd, I did not second-guess Joey's assessment. I grabbed my guitar, and with our heads down, we made for the parking lot as fast as we could. We drove away from that biker bar relieved that we had escaped with our lives and with my guitar intact. Of all my early performances, that night still stands out to me. Would I have gone to play at a bar if I had known what was going to happen? Nope. And I never did get my 40 bucks payout for playing that night either. All these years later, I'm still waiting for that one person to come up to me after a concert and say, first time I ever saw you play was when you opened for Russian Roulette. But I honestly wouldn't trade that moment for anything because I grew in that experience. I learned that if I could get up and play music in front of that kind of hostility, I could play anywhere. I learned how prayer can save my life. But I also learned that if I trusted God, he would give me the words I needed right on time. Maybe God was just prepping me for the times that I'd get to go perform at correctional facilities. Who knows? Maybe someday I'll get Russian roulette to open for a Matthew West concert. Seriously, though, when I think about that adventure, I realize how I would have been robbed of growth in a really great story if I would have chosen to play it safe. It turns out that stepping out of our safe places can teach us to trust God. Pick up your cross and follow. Jesus' command for exactly how we are supposed to become disciples gets uncomfortably specific. He said that we should pick up our own cross and follow him. It doesn't sound like he was asking us to hide away in places where we're safe from harm, but what does that mean for us? Well, in Acts 16, verses 22 through 24, I read about how the apostles went out to share the good news about Jesus with people, and do you know what happened to them? The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet into the stocks. That's what they got for telling people about the love of Jesus. Throughout the Bible, we see example after example of how the people who followed God and made the biggest difference in the world are always the ones who refuse to play it safe. Just think about some of the Bible characters we've talked about already. It wasn't exactly the safe choice for Moses to go to Pharaoh and demand that he free the Israelites from slavery. Joseph wasn't really playing it safe when he spoke up to share his dream interpretations from prison. Joshua didn't choose the safest war strategy by marching around Jericho with trumpets. Gideon certainly didn't embrace a safe plan of action when he followed God's directions to prepare for war by cutting his army from 32,000 men down to only 300. David could have stayed in the pastures with the sheep instead of grabbing a rock and taking it to a sword fight against a giant named Goliath. Of course, the disciples didn't make safe choices by leaving their fishing business. 
and their families behind to follow Jesus. Jesus himself invited 5,000 people to stay for dinner one evening with only five loaves of bread and two fish. Paul didn't play it safe by insisting on going to Rome to preach the gospel. All of these great stories in the Bible have one thing in common. At the center of each one is a person willing to step out of their safe space, take a risk, make a leap. And maybe that kind of trust is the secret formula to participating in God's remarkable miracles. When God's people get beyond their own safety and security, seas get parted, giants fall, city walls crumble, armies are defeated, a boy's lunch feeds 5,000, lepers are healed, the dead are raised, the blind see, and sinners find salvation. All these works are miraculous, but they are never safe. I hope you enjoyed that story, and I hope you'll go on and read the rest of chapter 5 as well. Um, some really inspiring stories of people stepping out of their safe spaces, just like the great heroes of the faith in Scripture, and the reminder that, that God calls us out of our own safe spaces. He doesn't call us to comfort. And, and that's one of the things that I wanted this book to be about, you know, the irony of a title of a book called The God Who Stays. Um, there's nothing stagnant, though, about The God Who Stays. You know what I mean? It's a God who stays on the move. He stays out of safe spaces. He calls us to move with him, but the promise is that he stays with us through every step that we take. And when we step out of the safe spaces, we never, we never step out of the safe spaces and go into scary situations on our own. He is with us. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. So I'm curious, are you, are you chasing after something in your life that God's called you to that maybe scares you a little bit? Well, be encouraged by that, you know? That's what I think about. Like, if, if I'm not pursuing a dream that feels too big, then it's not big enough. And uh, I don't know. That's what I think about these days. And I don't want to get comfortable in my life. It's funny. I know this is not the best example, but I've been thinking about, like, I, I don't know where I heard this, but somebody was saying, like, do something uncomfortable every single day. So I started jumping in freezing cold water, right, doing these cold plunges. And then, then this morning, I didn't want to do it. The bed was so warm. It's so cold outside. And then I just like, without a thought, I just like, snap, judgment, go, get in the water, two minutes, freezing cold. Man, I was awake so fast. And it was that little example of just doing something uncomfortable. And it woke me up, you know. It really did, like physically woke me up. And I wonder what the spiritual equivalent of that could be for me today and for you, you know, to step out in faith can also have the result of waking you up spiritually. You know, and sometimes you wonder like, am I spiritually awake or am I, you know, spiritually asleep at the wheel because I've chosen a safe, safe existence. Another good example of that was the other night I was, this might not seem unsafe to you, but I was asked to lead worship at the church's uh, high school youth group. And I had it in my head. I was like, man, you know, I haven't been in high school in a minute. I, I don't know how to lead worship for a high school group. And I, it felt unsafe to me. I know that might sound weird because this is what I do for a living, sing for people. But it just felt unsafe. And uh, so I was a little uneasy about it. But you know what? I did it. I said yes. And I stepped out of a safe space. And I went and led worship for a bunch of high school kids. And I got to tell you, I was so, it woke me up spiritually. 
it was like the spiritual equivalent of a cold plunge. <laughs> so I'm telling you that. I'm telling you my story in the hopes that you'll be challenged as well and reminded, you know, when we tell our story, even the little stories like I'm just sharing with you today, we give God glory. And God can use that to hopefully inspire you and challenge you to go find your own version of a spiritual cold plunge, all right? Okay, now it's time for Songs from the Story House. Today's song from the Story House is, you know what, we're going to go with it again, My Story, Your Glory. Just get fired up, would you? As you listen to a little bit of the song today, Ask yourself, God, how can my story give you glory today? What are some safe spaces I've been settling for that you're calling me out of? Wake me up. Wake me up, Lord. Wake me up spiritually because I want my story to bring you glory. I'll check out a little bit of this song before we move on to Dad Vice. That was so messed up But I love the part where you showed up Rewriting my past Rewriting my hurt Line by line Word by word And now my story is living proof There's not a chapter that you can't use My story Your glory My pain Your purpose My mess Your message In all things He's my dad. He gives good advice, and that's why we close out every episode of the Matthew S. Podcast with Dad Vice. Play his theme song right now. He is my dad, and he gives good advice, and that's why this segment is called Dad Vice. Dad, send us out today with some encouragement. All right. I'm going to talk about God is listening. A good reminder. Sometimes we wonder, does God hear me? Does he even know what I'm going through? But today, would you stand upon the promise that God is listening? Psalm 116, 1 and 2. I love the Lord because he heard or listened to my voice. He heard my cry for mercy because he has inclined his ear to me. I will call on him as long as I live. I don't know about you, Matthew, but sometimes I'm talking to someone and realizing they're really not listening to what I have to say. They were distracted. It's very frustrating not to be heard. But David is telling us in this verse that God is listening in a special way. The word incline was used to describe how God is listening. One, he is listening carefully. The Bible says he inclined his ear to me. Incline means to lean down. This verse reminded me of when my sons were little and when you were little, Matthew, and I needed to bend down to hear what they had to say. God is doing that every day. When we talk to him, we can envision him leaning down to catch our every word. For this, David said, I will love the Lord because he heard my voice. Secondly, 
He's listening, ready to respond. The word incline also means that God is listening and intends to do something, to act. In other words, when we are talking to him, he's listening carefully and already planning to respond to do something. 1 John 5, 14 says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Here's my dad advice this year. Pray knowing that God is listening to your every word and your every thought with every intention of doing something. And one good quote here I want to leave you. The rest of the world may fail to hear our voice, but God hears. He listens to our every cry. He listens to us not only in the hour that we approach him, but always. God listens not only to our words, but to our hearts. That's awesome. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Matthew. All right, that's the show for today. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks to my dad, as always, for a great message of encouragement. I look forward to uh, getting this new album in your hands. My Story, Your Glory. Get ready. Uh, You can pre-order. If you want a physical copy, you can get an autographed copy at MatthewWest.com today. And uh, while you're there, pick up some tickets to come see me on tour. The tour begins just a few weeks, and I can't wait to see you there. Uh, Hopefully today's episode is a good challenge for you to uh, remember that God stays out of the safe spaces and he calls you to pick up your cross and do the same. Remember, it's your story for his glory. I just said that kind of New York. (laughs) It's your story for his glory. I'll see you next week. Seriously, I, I, I do. <laughs>